0: Bam.
1: Bam.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Man Meets World podcast. I am your host Brandon, the man that is meeting the world... And I am so excited. I have very exciting news. You see, I started off the episode last time, episode 5, a little bit emotional. I was crying. I was upset. Because a person by the name of Jeremy Pape 93 left me a... <laughs> one-star review. See, I'm, even right now I'm a little emotional, but I'm going to stay strong because Jeremy pape 93 left me a very kind encouraging one-star review. He is also a follower on Twitter, so I thank you again for following. And my spirits have been lifted because this past couple weeks since I recorded episode 5 I have received not one but two brand new reviews on the iTunes. One is a four out of five star review. Their iTunes screen name is Muggsy2004. He is a follower of mine on Twitter, at Judge Muggsy. So make sure you follow him if you are not doing so already and he says Feeny that is the name uh the title of his review simply Feeny with an exclamation point point. and he writes love what you're doing so far keep it up thank you mugs I'm gonna call you mugs so I feel like I should have a nickname for you after this awesome review thank you I appreciate it I appreciate you I appreciate you following me on twitter as well um Thanks so much. And last but certainly not least, we have a 5 out of 5 star review by an MBXHIG. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. mbxig, mbxig. Not sure they're a follower of mine on Twitter or not. If you are a follower of mine, please let me know. Either send me a tweet or a DM if you want to keep your identity a secret to the masses. But this person writes... I love this podcast. I personally like how you take us through each episode. It's both informative and fun. Keep up the good work. Smiley face. Signed, Clarissa. Thank you so much, Clarissa. Clarissa explains it all right there in that review. Um, Jeremy Pape93 did not like how I walked everybody through the show. Clarissa loves it. She loves what I'm doing. Thank you so much. So shout-out to Mugs. Shout-out to Clarissa. I love you both. I appreciate you both. Thank you so much. Now, if you want to leave a review of your own, simply go to iTunes, do a search for Man Meets World, and please leave me one. It does wonders for the podcast, and you will get it read on air, and I will shout-out and plug anything that you want me to shout-out or plug. Now, before I begin discussing Season 1, Episode 6 of Boy Meets Worlds, which is the real focus of this show, there is one other thing I need to address. Last time in Episode 5, I asked a trivia question. I said, if you know the answer to this trivia question, please tweet me. And again, my Twitter is at MMWpod, at MMWPOD. Well... Only one person reached out to me. And that person goes by the Twitter handle at fanslum. I know I'm mispronouncing that right because it's F Anselm Fanslum. F Anslum f-anslum, fanslum. Follow this man uh, at F-A-N-S-L-E-M. But he reached out and said, listen. I do not know the answer. Your trivia question is too hard. If anybody, this is what he said, this is what he tweeted out to his followers, if anybody even takes a guess at the question, he guarantees you a follow. Well, nobody was brave enough to even make a guess. And this I think hurt him a little bit. He tweeted at me just about a half hour before I started recording this episode. He he tweeted at me, I guess my name doesn't hold the kind of weight it used to. You shut your mouth, my friend. Yes, it does. We are going to get this done. We're going to get this question answered. So the question I asked in episode five was, what is the geography question that stumps Corey Matthews in the Geography B. If you can answer this question, tweet me at mmwpod, tweet at fanslem, that is at F-A-N-S-L-E-M, tweet both of us or one of us the answer, and I guarantee you this, if you get Well, even if you get the answer incorrect, we are both going to follow you if we are not already following you. But besides that, if you do get the question correct, for episode 7 of Mammy's World, I am going to record, I'm going to write and record a song about you. That is something I've only done once before. In this podcast. And it was for the love of my life. Daniel Fishel. Mr. Panga Lawrence. So I do not just write and record songs. For anybody. But I'm willing to. Write and record a song. For episode 7. For a person who gets that trivia question. Correct. Plus even if you get it incorrect. You're guaranteed to follow by both me. And my friend. At Fanslum. That is at F A N S L. E.M. And again, the trivia question is in season one, episode five of Boy Meets Worlds, titled Killer B, what is the geography question that Corey Matthews gets wrong and makes him lose the geography B? What is the question? Tweet at us, alright? Guaranteed to follow either way, get it correct. I will write you a goddamn song, people. So now let us turn our attention to the main focus of the show which is of course my all-time favorite television series Boy Meets World. This episode I'm looking at season 1, episode 6 titled Boys to Menza. It originally aired on October 29th, 1993.
1: I have graded your book reports from last Friday and after I passed them out We'll discuss them. Ah, uh, Mr. Matthews. Shall I express my usual disappointment, or just ask you to guide my sleigh tonight?
0: Oh uh, wrong holiday, Mr. Feeney. See, um, Halloween's coming up, and I was just test-driving my clown nose.
1: Then I insist you stay in the driver's seat. Put the nose back on for the rest of the morning. And thus, the episode begins.
2: We are in room number two of the school, Mr.
0: Feater's
2: classroom. Now, I know I usually try to keep myself under control from doing that, but gosh darn it, I am in a Cheerio Mood, after those two good iTunes reviews. So you know what? I'm going to say, you know, I want this episode, and I'm not going to get mad at myself. You can get mad at me, and I'm going to tell you to shut your mouth, okay? Because it's my show, and I do what I want. Sorry. (laughs) Totally kidding. Totally kidding, but seriously, it is my show, so I will do what I want. Um, So Mr. Feeney is handing back book reports... When he is speaking, Corey puts on a red clown nose and starts goofing around behind his back, trying to make Sean and whoever else is watching laugh. Well, Feeny catches him, and he makes him wear it for the remainder of the day. Now, he's handing back the book reports. He tells the student next to him, a Mr. Lewis, that he did very well, good work. He tells Corey, not one of your better efforts. Corey gets outraged because he sees that Lewis got a C. And he sees that he got a C. So how can they get both grades and Mr. Feeney? All right, maybe I will start stop doing it because... Uh, <sighs> <sighs> whew, it's making me cough. Now... <clears throat> whew, see? <sighs> whew, all right. Anyways... My producer, editor at Mikey underscore C can edit that out. Right, buddy? Wink. So, anyways, uh, Corey's like, What is the deal, Feeney? I gotta see, he gotta see. You said, Not my best work. You said, Good work to him. So, Feeney calls him up to the front of the room and he's like, Lewis worked hard for a C and I respect him for that. You, sir, are the class clown. You're not trying. You have so much potential that you are wasting. You're not giving me 100%. If you gave me 100%, fine, but you are not. And Corey starts feeling like he's getting picked on. And he's like, you never treat me the way you treat Minkus. And Feeney's like, are you serious? Like, Minkus is super smart, does all of his work, and always behaves. uh, Corey is like, we both make paper airplanes, and you always yell at me. And you never yell at Minkus. Well, they showed the paper airplane. And this is a very funny part. They showed the paper airplane that Corey made. And it is a typical paper airplane that a student would make. They showed the paper airplane that Minkus made. And it's like an old school World War II uh, plane that is meticulously folded and taped and glued together. Like a model airplane basically made out of paper. So that was funny. It's also important to note that in this classroom scene, an old familiar face is there. (sighs) No, not the Pangolaurans. She is again absent from this episode. (sighs) But a random third friend from a past episode... Yeah, yeah, from the Sandlot is there. They really did not focus on him at all. They never give him a close-up shot. He never says a word. But he is there in the classroom in the background. Um, I'm interested to know if he, since he was the random third friend with Talking Parts before, earlier in the season, I'm interested to know if he did have more to do in the episode and it was cut, or if he was really just there to be in the background as one of the... Students in the class. I'm interested to know that. Um, if anybody out there who has behind-the-scenes knowledge of season one, episode six of Boy Meets World is listening, tweet at me at MMWpod. Pod. I'm not sure why I'm talking like this either. So, in the next scene, Cory exits a classroom. Sean's in the hallway. Waiting outside. That is right, the hallway. The main hallway of the school that was in Season 1, Episode 4, where they chained themselves to the lockers and we meet the love of my life to Lawrence. That hallway has returned, so we're no longer restricted to just two rooms in the school. It is now two rooms and two hallways. So, Corey's leaving detention. Sean's like, yeah, I waited for you. I'm your best friend. Corey's like, you had detention too, huh? Sean's like... Yeah, I got detention in art. Corey's like, how do you get detention in art? And Sean's like, I got skills, yo. So while they're in the hallway having this conversation about detention, there is a janitor uh, in the hallway with the trash can. He's doing some sweeping. He leaves the trash can behind, and Sean notices on top the answers to a test. So he takes the answers out of the trash can, and Corey's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is, like, major cheating. Sean's like, ugh, who cares about this anyways? Turns out it's just the answers for an IQ exam does not count for a grade, so who cares? Corey, though, he cares. Because he figures if he can get the answers to the IQ exam and convince everybody he is a genius, the Feeny will have to start treating him the same as Minkus. Now, even Sean Hunter knows this is a bad idea. Sean's like, try not to complicate your life, please. But Corey wants no part of what Sean has to say. So he takes the answers. Now, in the very next scene, we are back in the classroom. And Mr. Feeney has a very important announcement to make because there is one student he really wants to highlight because of their incredible, mind-boggling, results on the IQ exam. And Minkus, of course, thinks Feeney has to be talking about him. But wait a second. Feeney's actually talking about Mr. Corey Matthews, who got the highest grade in the history of the school on the IQ exam. And Mr. Feeney's putting on a big show for the class, really hyping it up. And... Corey's like, it's no big thing, Mr. Feeney. And Feeney goes, Mr. Matthews, on the contrary, it is a big thing. It is a very big thing. Dun, dun, dun! In the next scene, we are in the Matthews household. Amy, Mrs. Matthews, is on the sofa hanging with Morgan. Eric comes home, and I noticed that when Eric walked in, he called Morgan Weasel, which is a nickname he uses for her throughout the series. Somebody out there can correct me if I am wrong. I do not recall Eric using the Weasel nickname in the first five episodes of Boy Meets World. So I think this is the very first time we hear the nickname Weasel. If I am wrong, you can tweet at me, again, at mmwpod. But I think I am right on this one. So we find out that Amy is a real estate agent. She needs to show a house. She asks Corey to watch Morgan. And turns out the weasel needs a Halloween costume. So Eric's like, no big deal. Take her to the store. We'll find her something. As the three of them are leaving the house, Sean and Corey come bursting through the door. They run up the stairs. They're mumbling to themselves about how everything's fine. So, of course, they all know that something is wrong.
0: Feeny knows. Somehow, he knows, and he's going to get me. You're wrong. You think he's just sending a thank you note to my parents? Thank you for bringing up your son. He's a genius. He's smarter than Captain Kierkegaard. What are you doing? That's a sealed envelope addressed to my parents. Now they're going to know I opened it. Corey, do your parents ever write letters to anyone? Yeah. And when they do, what do they put the letters in? Envelopes. Just like this one. So, we could read the note. And seal it back up in a new white envelope. (laughs) I love how we think. What's it say? Uh Uh-oh He's bringing in the SEA What? The State Education Authority They have special field agents who handle intelligence fraud I'm cooked! I'm cooked, Sean! For the first time in my life, I'm in real trouble (laughs) Not if I'm making all this up Are you? No. I'm (laughs) caught! Relax, of course I'm making it up. Just wants to talk to your parents. What if he tells them he doesn't think I'm a genius? Who cares if Feeny doesn't think you're brilliant? As long as the test says so.
2: I got news for you, Corey Matthews. The test says you're a genius. Therefore, this Halloween... You are going as a genius. That is right, Sean and Corey are talking, and they decide that he is going to play the role he was meant to play. So in the next scene, he is watching out his window for his parents to come home. When he sees them pull in, he jumps up. He puts on a piece of classical music, and he begins to conduct along with his hands. And, of course... On one hand, he has to wear his big red Phillies finger. But, I gotta say, Corey, I'm sorry. I love you and all, but I am a music teacher, I am a musician, and your conducting is weak. It is, you could use some conducting lessons. It is pretty horrible. Um, in my notes about crappy conducting Corey, yeah. Triple C. Crappy conducting Corey. And... When his parents come in and he's describing the piece, he calls it the Beethoven piano concerto in E-flat. But this is the problem. There was no freaking piano. It was all strings. And yes, you can have strings in a piano concerto, but there still needs to be a freaking piano. Come on, Corey Matthews. For a genius, you are pretty dumb. So the parents know about the exam. And Amy's like, dude, if you're a genius, how come your grades are not higher? And Corey goes, well, the school system has failed me. The public school system in America has failed me. It is at this time that Morgan comes running in, wearing her new Halloween costume, a gory zombie costume, has a hanging eye, an axe in her head. Alan is thrilled. He's laughing. Amy kind of wanted something different for her daughter, like maybe a princess costume, which I think is pretty sexist of Amy, if I do say so myself. Girl power. Girls are equals. Mrs. Matthews, you should know that as a strong female character. Am I right, ladies? High five. Boop. Now, the next thing we're back in the classroom, and Minkus is like, Corey, I do not get it. If you are really smarter than me, how come you're always trying to cheat off me? It is at this time that Mr. Feeney enters the doorway and he introduces another teacher, Miss Ching or Miss Chang or something equally racist because it is an Asian woman. Um, And Feeney says, I need to have a word with you, Mr. Matthews. Mr. Matthews.
1: I brought you down here in case there was anything you cared to say to me.
0: Uh, About what, Mr. Feeney?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Sports, the weather, the inevitable ramifications of deception.
0: I choose sports. (laughs) Too bad. How come?
1: Your new school doesn't have any.
0: You know, for a minute there, I thought you said new school.
1: <laughs> I did. One that offers an entire curriculum geared towards students like yourself. No mindless distractions such as baseball, football, basketball.
0: Wait a minute. What do they do for fun? They study. What do they do for exercise?
1: They study till they sweat.
0: <laughs> no sports teams at all?
1: Well, they have a highly spirited chess team.
0: Chess? <laughs>
1: you know, Mr. Queenie, I'm thinking, as
0: fun as that sounds, I feel like the smart kids at that school don't really need me. You and my friends here need me.
1: Oh, but we'd be holding you back.
0: No, you wouldn't. Um could help you teach a class you and i we'd be like a team two men with iqs working together for the good of all these deserving kids
1: no i think we'll just have them muddle through without you the school district is committed to giving gifted children everything they deserve and i think you deserve everything you're going to get
0: i don't really think i deserve anything
1: oh but according to the test you do
0: Mr. Feeney, I'm smart enough to know you don't really think I'm a genius.
1: Mr. Matthews, it no longer matters what I think. What matters is you're no longer in my class. Don't you love Halloween? No one is what they seem to be.
2: Classic George Feeney. So in the next scene, we are back in the bedroom. Sean comes running up the stairs, and he's like, Cory, what is wrong? And Cory just starts bombarding him with a Nerf gun. Second Nerf gun reference I've been able to make in the first six episodes of Man Meets World, which I am excited about because Nerf guns are freaking rad. Cowabunga 90s words, yeah. So... Corey tells Sean he is going to a special school because he is a genius, and he's like the person from the school is on their way. What am I going to do? I'm freaking out. They're going to be there in. A, they're going to be here in a half hour. They're going to give me another IQ test. Goodbye, Sean. Or as Corey ends his rant with "Goodbye" in Latin, as geniuses say. Sean goes, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Corey." are you a genius? No, because you have another IQ test you have to pass. like, Do you want me to throw the test? And Sean's like, no. Do you have the answers to this test? Corey's like, no. Sean goes, I do not want you to throw the test. I want you to try your absolute best, because Sean knows that Corey is going to tank this thing. So the woman from the school comes, and she has a accent that I cannot really duplicate, but it is an accent that all douchey smart people have in TV shows, like Boy Meets World. And, well, let me just play you the clip of her douchey voice.
1: So, Mrs. Matthews, you're a housewife? Uh, Amy's a homemaker. She wrangles three kids, runs this house, and still manages to sell real estate quite successfully.
0: And I understand you work in a grocery store. (laughs) Alan is a manager of the largest supermarket in this whole area. Ah, tradesmen are so important and yet so little respected. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, can I cookies? No, honey, it's too close to dinner. You
1: realize, don't you, that her clothes don't match? Oh, we let her pick out her own clothes.
0: We feel that it encourages Morgan's creativity. Indeed.
2: So you can hear her douchey, smart voice. And you can also hear that she is a bit of a judgmental bitch. So... Corey's taking his IQ exam, he finishes really fast, the lady's like, most children usually need the full hour to take this, and she looks at the answers. Judging by this exam, your IQ is about that of an average 6th grader, and Corey's like, yep, that's me, just your average old 6th grade boy. And then she goes, you cheated. This is typical behavior from a young genius because they're afraid of going to a special school and letting everybody think that the genius. and Well, the parents know the truth. Corey knows the truth. It is time for Corey to confess. And he says, I'm not a genius. I cheated on the first IQ exam. Well, I cannot waste any more time with normal people, she says. I told you, douchey, judgmental bitch. Which Alan agrees with and Alan decides to get all badass on her ass. And then Amy joins in. Mom, Dad, I found the
0: answers to Phoenix test and memorized them i'm not a genius
1: we kind of figured that you
0: did yeah but we're glad you finally decided to come clean You'll excuse me, but there are actual prodigies out there who deserve my attention and respect. I can't waste my time with normal people like you.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll excuse me, but normal people like us have raised our children to be normal kids. I'm sorry if they don't fit some arbitrary intellectual standard of yours.
0: But we're not sorry that they're well brought up and completely normal.
1: She's a zombie. You got a problem with that?
0: You must be so proud. You guys knew I wasn't a genius all along, didn't you? Yeah, I guess we did. How come you went along with me? Well, Corey, we would never accuse you of cheating. And we had no proof that you did.
1: We just hope you're smart enough to tell us the truth eventually.
0: I wasn't even smart enough to do that until I was backed into a corner. I guess I blew it, huh? Yep. Grounded? Yep. Two weeks. I'll be in my room.
1: Yes, you will be, starting the day after Halloween.
0: You mean I can still have Halloween?
1: As long as you don't go disguised as a boy who cheats on tests.
0: I won't. That costume was totally wrong for me. Corey, you don't have to ever try to be something you're not. So from now on, I'll
1: just wear my normal kid outfit. it always looked good on you.
2: Like I always say, Mr. and Mrs. Matthews are firm but fair. So in the next scene, we return to the classroom. The class gets dismissed. Corey stays behind to talk privately to Mr. Feeney. Corey says he's going to turn in his clown nose and gives it to Feeney. You know, as a teacher, I like this scene because Feeney was able to be honest with Corey. He goes, I want my students to understand the material. If you try hard and fail, then I consider that my own failure. But if you fail because you're not trying hard, that is on you. And Corey goes, you know what, Mr. Finney, you're pretty cool. And I like this scene because i besides it being, uh, seeing it from the perspective of being a teacher now, um, and seeing that relationship build between a teacher and student, I like it as a fan of Boy Meets World because I feel like this is one of the first times, um, one of the first few times, I guess, where, that relationship begins to build between Corey and Feeney as characters. And knowing where it goes over the course of the seven seasons, you know, this is really where those initial seeds are planted. So in the very final scene of the episode, Morgan is handing out candy to trick-or-treaters, and she's doing the old one for you, one for you, two for me. Well, Feeney comes over, I love this because Feeney is handing out rulers. Classic George Feeney handing out rulers on Halloween, but not exactly a big hit. So he asks Morgan to ask her parents if he can borrow some candy. Well, these three boys come to the door, and you hear this voice going, My brother's friend Corey Matthews says you're the best teacher in the whole world. And Feeney goes, I'm not dumb enough to fall for that, Corey. And he unmasks the kid. And of course, it's not Corey. It's not Sean. It's somebody we've never seen before. So Feeney feels horrible. And then when he leaves the room, Corey reveals he's the kid next to the unknown person. And Corey goes, they say I'm not smart. And we end on that note. But I have one more final statement to say. Uh, Corey was supposed to be Dracula. But I had to literally rewind to double check because I thought he was the Hamburglar. Maybe that's just the fat kid in me. Hell, maybe that's just the fat adult in me. But, you know, pretty lame Dracula costume. Pretty badass Hamburglar costume, if you ask me. So, we have reached the conclusion of Season 1, Episode 6 of Mammy's World. I keep wanting to say Episode 5. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm in disbelief that we're already in episode six, Uh, I would give this episode boys to Menza, four out of five Feenies. While I am sad that there was no Topanga Lawrence, I thought this was a well-written show that showed the relationship blossoming between Corey and Feeney. It showed the firm but fair Mr. and Mrs. Matthews that I like so much. It showed... Uh, A relationship blossoming between Eric and Morgan, as well as older brother, little sister. We got the introduction of the nickname Weasel. We saw a lot of good relationship building. We had great Minkus moments, too, with the paper airplane. Um, Great Sean moments, too, really establishing the fact that they are BFFs. So four out of five Phoenix. I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed it a lot more than the last episode for sure. Now, remember my deal about the trivia question from episode five last time. The trivia question is, what is the geography question that stumps Corey Matthews in the geography B? If you take a guess at it, I and my friend at Fanslem, at F-A-N-S-L-E-M, will follow you on Twitter. Guaranteed. Right or wrong answer. We will follow you. But if you get the question correct, if you are the first one to get it correct, if multiple people actually get it correct, I will write a song specifically for you that will debut, premiere, whatever you want to say, next time in Episode 7 of Man Meets World. So for the last time, let me plug my Twitter at mmwpod, at mmwpod. I mentioned them earlier in the episode, but please follow my producer and editor at Mikey underscore C on Twitter. He is the founder of FansNotExperts.com, our home site where you'll be able to find all Mammy's World episodes. We're also available on Stitcher, YouTube, and of course iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a review on iTunes. Like I said before, it is a huge help to the podcast. I cannot stress leaving a review enough especially 5 star reviews which are my favorite thing in the entire world so next time we'll be looking at season 1 episode 7 of Boy Meets World I am the man that is meeting the world my name is Brandon till next time ladies and gentlemen class dismissed
0: as not experts.